Hello there, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato of The Condo Expert on the Hayes FM. You know, today we're going to be talking about Go Transit and Metrolinx. Did you know 1967 evolved from single Go trains along Lake Ontario? That was Go Transit and more than a billion riders to date in Go Train, Go Bus. It's pretty amazing, isn't it, when you look at the numbers? I mean, we've had tremendous population growth, but wow, more than a billion riders. Today, we're going to be speaking with Mandeep Jazal, and he is the team lead at the Strong Community Office uh, for the Georgetown South Project. I don't know if you know, but Go Transit actually is a division of Metrolinx, and you've seen Metrolinx all over the news right now because they need some money. And we're going to get into all of these topics and certainly uh, in and around this strong community. So, Mandeep, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here today. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for uh, having me here. Oh, you're welcome. You know, it's uh, it's great because everybody wants to know. I mean, they take a look at things in the press, but they, they want a little, little bit more about uh, Metrolinx. So you tell us, who is Metrolinx? What is the connection with Go Transit? Sure. Uh, Metrolinx is the province of Ontario's regional transportation agency for the greater Toronto and Hamilton area, so for short, the GTHA. Go Transit, as you mentioned, is an operating division of Metrolinx, and Go Transit links the region using bus and train services. We carry more than uh, 57 million passengers in a year, and our network spans over 10,000 square kilometers. That's amazing. So you figure, I mean, with that kind of productivity and really good proper transit, it will take a lot of assistance helping out the economic disruption from congestion. I mean, I can't believe it. You know, today I was on my way down here. I mm-hmm. was downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. Couldn't believe it. I got stuck on, of course, the Gardner or yep. QE Gardner. And then I ended up down in Lakeshore. Then I had to get over to the Don Valley. And I will tell you that if I was listening to radio shows, I'd be probably hearing about three of them. <laughs> no, <laughs> it took that long. It was, it was insane. You're right. Uh, congestion is an issue in, in the greater Toronto-Hamilton area. And Metrolinx has adopted uh, the big move, which was released in 2008. It's a bold 25-year plan to implement a common vision for transportation in the greater Toronto and Hamilton area. So one of the largest fast and fastest growing urban regions in North America is the GTHA, and we were facing a gridlock problem. And oh. the solution is the big move. So the big move, it's an integrated plan that takes a regional view and includes all modes of transportation, including rapid transit, cycling, and alternative modes of transportation, not necessarily the car, to get people moving and to decrease commute times and spend more time with family, friends, and doing other things other than commuting. Oh, exactly. And, you know, I heard that it will actually support over 800,000 new jobs in the greater Toronto-Hamilton region. You know, I was going on the website. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> All of you listeners out there, you honestly, seriously do have to go on the Go Transit Metrolinx website and get into, uh, take a look at the big move. I mean, the, uh, the kind of information they're giving on that is amazing. That's right. Right now, we're in the midst of uh, the big conversation. We need to get people engaged in the plan because the people are part of the plan. As you mentioned off the top, uh, funding is a big requirement. Large infrastructure projects that we're embarking on require funding. And we're looking at options on how to get that funding so we can put shovels in the ground and get moving on building transit. Exactly. Well, you know, condo owners, I mean, the cost of effectiveness for condo owners alone, I mean, over here in the Strand, the Strong Community Office, you're right in the heart of condominiums. 
Yeah, you're right. We look out our community office and go for a short walk, and there's uh, condos being built every corner you look. And Strong Community Office is right in the midst of Liberty Village, which is a really, really well-known condominium development and a city within a city itself. Mm-hmm. And what the Strong Community Office is part of the Georgetown South Project. So the Georgetown mm-hmm. South Project is one of the key elements of the big move. So shovels are in the ground. They have been since uh, 2010. And what Georgetown South Project will provide is infrastructure for the new Union Pearson Express. It's an innovative train service that will connect two of the busiest hubs in Toronto, being Union Station. I hear it's completed in 2015. That's correct. Right. That's correct. 2015, uh, we'll have 25-minute service between Pearson Airport and Union Station at every 15 minutes. And can you imagine? I mean, doesn't that make a big difference for people? And cost. I mean, cost effectiveness. I know that if you had to take a cab... Now, actually, thinking about that, how is that going to affect the, the uh, taxi and the uh, limousine industry? Because I know if you took a t- cab from the airport to go down to Union Station, you've got to be looking at, what, $50, $60? It has to be. Uh, typically, I think they run uh, with flat rates. So, yeah, right. that's a, probably a good ballpark. As far as cost is concerned, we're still working on our costing strategy. We're still mm-hmm. a couple of years out. Economies of scale may change. So we're still working on as far as what the cost will be. But the service will definitely be something that is unique to Torontonians and to visitors to the city. It'll be quicker. The premise of the Up Express is to be innovative Mm -hmm. and to have services like checking in on the train or at the um, stations. So it will be uh, something that I think the city uh, really needs. Oh, 100%. Well, you know, Europe. I mean, Europe is so far ahead. They really seriously are. We were in Paris. I was all gorgeous. Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous city. And we were in Paris, and I couldn't believe the underground connections of rail that they have going on. I was just absolutely enamored by it. Well, out of the major 25 financial hubs around the world, Toronto Mm -hmm. is the only one that doesn't have a direct link between their downtown and airport. So glad to see that uh, Metrolinx is leading the the change to bring about a service like the Union Pearson Express. So um, on a world stage, we're on par, and just locally, the benefits that come from the construction, as you mentioned, jobs, just operation. When the operation is actually unfolded, there'll be jobs from there as well. So we're really looking forward uh, for it to be launched. Oh, absolutely. You know, the uh, Union Pearson, I don't know, we got to put Mississauga in there somewhere. You know, the Toronto International Airport (laughs) is in Mississauga. So shout out, kudos to Mississauga, because we have a world-renowned airport. Yes. Yes, and I understand that the uh, mayor is trying to push to see if we can get a sign that says, Welcome to Mississauga, Mm -hmm. when the athletes come in for the Pan Am, and I guess out-of-country guests and so on, and visitors and tourists and tourism and so on coming into Mississauga, they're going to see Welcome to the Mississauga. So people know about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. i got to do the kudos. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) You are listening to Linda Pinizzato at the Condo Expert on the Hayes FM. We'll be right back. Hi, welcome back. This is Linda Pinizzato at the Hayes FM speaking to you today with Mandeep Jazzle. And he is involved with the Strong Community Office for Georgetown South Project of Go Transit. You know, you know, we talked a lot about congestion and new innovative uh, designs, the big new move projects of Metrolinx and the fabulous unveiling this past November. You know, interesting enough, economic disruption of congestion. We talked about congestion, but you know, interesting. I think that it will also help the hindrance of trade and movement of goods is something that people don't think about when they think about rail. 
they don't always think about that. I think it's because we just expect everything to be in the stores and how it got there. It doesn't really matter as long as it's there. Would you not agree? <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, rail is a pr- predominant mover of goods, uh, you know, whether it be stuff on the grocery shelves, uh, vehicles coming from overseas. So, But just being able to decrease congestion on the roads also helps truck traffic. You can see on the roads there's a lot of truck traffic as well, moving goods and so forth. So there's a snowball impact to everyone if we have more choices as far as transportation is concerned, if we can get cars off the road, there's more room for trucks and less traffic all around. So even if you're not a transit user, there still are economic benefits. Uh, There's better um, access to um, employment as far as going to and from if you're uh, still using a vehicle. If there's more people off the roads, there is an effect of more room if you're still choosing to drive. Yeah, exactly. And I know that there was a push on for carpools to try to get that same type of thing going, but, you know, it's not going to be anywhere near the benefits that Metrolinx is going to bring to the province. Well, you're right. I mean, the projects that we have undergo, as I mentioned, the Georgetown South project, which Mm -hmm. is halfway through now and will be complete in 2015. Some other significant projects that I want to mention that Metrolinx uh, is involved in is the four Toronto light rail transit projects. They will add 52 kilometers of rapid transit spanning across the city. City of Toronto. We are also building a bus rapid transit system in the city of Mississauga where the buses will have dedicated lanes. You may see that on the 403 where they have got the high de- high capacity lanes uh, on the 403 and Perfect. the same on good the good spot for it. Exactly, yeah, the same on spot. the Don Valley Parkway where mm-hmm. go buses are allowed to ride on the shoulder. So we're, we're implementing So you mean traffic will flow on the DVP? Um, well that 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 was you heard it here. This is history <laughs> in the making. <laughs> well, currently the parts of the DVP allow yes. Go, go buses to travel on the shoulder and, and only the go buses when there's traffic. So what that does, it it obviously decreases commute times. Mm-hmm. It allows us to position buses better from our different locations. Well, I actually, you know what? I actually love that highway. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love it because it's got, well, it's got beautiful scenery. Mm-hmm. I mean, like really, seriously, it does have beautiful scenery up, down, it round, does, and right. around, and yep. up, and here. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the only right. problem is, is that I think the, uh, it was at 90, I think the speed limit is like 90, the mm-hmm. congestion is unbelievable and you know and i can't tell you how many times i've heard of it being a parking lot so i've heard reference to that as well Yeah, exactly so Mm -hmm. you know if i'm traveling it at one o'clock in the afternoon i'm all okay but if i'm like at 4 35 o'clock i don't think i care for that too much so (laughs) so uh, other than toronto mississauga we're also in the midst of making a bus rapid transit system in york region Mm -hmm. um so there's will be again dedicated bus lanes Cross Highway 7. So that should enhance uh, transit uh, use uh, out in that region. And in Durham, we're also going to be introducing express buses in that region. So, right. you know, the, the very essence of Metrolinx is to connect the entire region. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you can see that from the projects that we have already with shovels in the ground and with other elements of the big move. It's to get everyone across the region all the way to stretching to Hamilton, right. Oshawa, the, the GTHA essentially to, to get moving. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I had gone to as well as the Scarborough Rapid Transit Extension, mm-hmm. future Finch West Light Rail Transit, That's right. Shepherd East Light Rail Transit. Yep. So, I mean, you know, you're looking at, and I will tell you that if I think condominiums, for instance, uh, Shepherd, Finch, uh, downtown Toronto, Mississauga, city center, these are incredibly high density condominium areas. So, you know, a lot of people that do own condominiums may not necessarily own cars. 
And, you know, so for them to be using public transit and having the ability to move around, you know, the GTA with this kind of comfort is going to be very helpful. Yes, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, whether you're a condo dweller or, you know, in, in a two-story mm-hmm. family home, the benefits of having more options for transportation, you know, are are evident to everyone oh, uh, for in, sure. in, the, yeah. in the region. Absolutely. So tell me something, what is the role of community relations for this project? What uh, uh, where, where does Metrolink stand on that? Like, have they gone around for different seminars with people? They're doing an outreach program? studies, you know, is there some kind of a platform for all the different areas around the province or just necessarily in the, the main focus spots? Well, we're already building. There is a focus of uh, having a community relations uh, aspect to those projects. We recognize that we're building very large infrastructure projects in urban settings. Right. So, you know, we wanted to have folks on the ground as a first point of contact for any concerns that local residents, businesses, and other stakeholders may have. So um, for the project in York Region, there's a dedicated community liaison team there. For the Toronto Transit projects I mentioned, there's also a dedicated a community relations division there. And obviously for the Georgetown South project, where which I'm involved in, we've got three community offices along the corridor. A corridor stretches 20-plus kilometres. And our role is really to communicate with the residents, build relationships with the stakeholders, and let them know what work is occurring and how it impacts them. And it just doesn't go as far as communication. If there's feedback we get from stakeholders that would impact their businesses or, or the like, we will work with our project team to see where we can minimize any impacts. We also build relationships and partner with different stakeholders within uh, the communities like residents associations, business improvement um, areas. Recently, last September, we partnered with the Liberty Village Residents Association and Mm -hmm. had a movie in the park night at one of the parks in Liberty Village. Over 200 community members came out and enjoyed the 80s classic uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So that's kind of our role is we understand we're there, we're building, we're not going to shy away. There will be Mm -hmm. impacts, there will be noise and road closures, but we're there as a first point of contact that if something does go wrong, or how we can, you know, mitigate that and work with the community. Exactly. Um, you know, to well, get this done. Well, as you may know, I'm the uh, founder of the Condo Owners Association, mm-hmm. and we have divisions all across the province. So those divisions encompass like more so volunteers to be committee members. Yes. So we have our directors that are co-Ontario, and we're dealing with all the provincial aspects of the Condo Act right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, that's how I met Carmen from your office. Oh, okay. is, uh, we were out and about and basically pushing forward to try to get changes to the Condo Act and have a Condo Act review with the Ministry of Consumer Services and trying to create a better uh, governance and accountability with mm-hmm. the operations of condominiums. But the reason I'm mentioning all that is it sounds like we're, we're actually you know, opening the door with Metrolinks to work with them more mm-hmm. on community awareness as well, because we do have COA Toronto, which would cover it. We have COA Mississauga, we have COA Hamilton, Burlington, COA Oakville, mm-hmm. you know, COA Georgetown, and so on, and so on, Oshawa. And, uh, and definitely there's a, there's a wonderful mechanism there to be able to work together and create more community relations for the project, working with the Condo Owners Association. Because, uh, you know, condo owners have got to be, you know, way up there as far as the, a strong commuter for any GO Transit Metrolinx yes. operations. 
Yeah. You know, only because of their lifestyles and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, right? I, I agree. And we have uh, built really strong relationships with uh, a lot of the property managers and board mm-hmm. members in, in Liberty Village, specifically because that's where a lot of the impact uh, where our office is. And right. we work really well uh, hand in hand with them as far as pushing out communications. Uh, we understand the intricacies of getting communications out to people who live in high-rises, access issues, and so forth. It's not like we can go door-to-door. Right, so, well, so, of course, yeah. So yeah. we've built relationships with the property managers, and we converse with them you know, on a continuous basis, and uh, they let us know what their concerns are, and uh, you know, they push that out to the mm-hmm. residents. So that's a really good relationship that's working Perfect. well. We'll have to open the door for you for TEDRA then, the Toronto Entertainment District Residents Association. Oh, okay. Yeah, COA's working actively with them right now, and you know, just because of everything, we have just so many uh, multifamily dwellings going up all across. It's actually gotten out of control. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a huge out of control development situation with condominiums right now. And, you know, again, how does it bring Metrolinx in? Well, the congestion, the mm-hmm. congestion on Spadina yes. is in, like, insta- you can't get anywhere. Like, we have condo owners that are trying to get out of their underground parking. Mm-hmm. And they can't get out of their underground parking because the people in front of them, in front of them, in front of them can't get on to Spadina. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's impossible. You can't get through the lights. You can't turn right. You can't turn left. You can't do anything. Yep. It's just total gridlock yep. all the way. Yep. You know, yep. and, and you've mentioned a, in an isolated area, but mm-hmm. you go to any region in, in the GTHA, and those problems are consistent. Four hundred three uh, Highway four hundred three here in Mississauga is really right. really busy as well. That's I mean, right. it's it really highly congested at certain times of the day. Yeah. So I mean, you know, having this focus now on improving. The, the uh, transportation uh, options within the region, I think, are something that uh, what was is required. Uh-huh. And, you know, with the big move, Metrolinx is really pushing forward. And, you know, hopefully things will will keep on pushing forward and we'll get more shovels on the ground with some of our opposed uh, projects. Well, you know, I think families out there, you know, it's interesting. We have a, a health show on uh, the Hayes FM, and it's great. It gives all the inside information and the health issues and this and that. And we have to say that, you know, all of this long commutes has got to take a toll. Yes. You know, frustration sitting inside your cars and just being incredibly frustrated. <laughs> yeah. It's taking you so long and, you yeah. know, the possibility of being late, you know. You're right. Your commute times, were, um, you know, compared to cities like Los Angeles, New mm-hmm. York, where the general perception is, oh, traffic is always a nightmare there. Toronto and the GTAHA ranks right up there as far as commute times. And with the population growth we're experiencing that we're going to continue to experience, that's only going to get worse um, with more people coming to the region. So if there's no uh, plan in place to you know, mitigate that, you know, we are in for um, worse times. So like I said, the big mm-hmm. move is there to as a solution to, to that foreseeable problem. Exactly. Well, the other thing too is very quickly, I'll mention 33 million new trips by 2031. That is really, wow, that just shows you where the growth is of our beautiful cities. So we are listening today to Mandeep Jazal, and we're on the Hayes FM. It's Linda Pinizzato, the condo expert. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Linda Pinizzato of the Hayes FM. You're listening to the condo expert. And today I'm speaking with uh, Mandeep, and I'm told that it's Jassel. Yes. Not Giselle. Okay. Well, my apologies. <laughs> no I have to make sure we have this right. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I uh, wanted to touch a little bit, you know, Mandeep, the um, noise and vibration studies. Mm-hmm. I know that Metrolinx has moved forward and they've completed a whole series of separate noise and vibrations. Uh, and they've received um, 
you know, a lot of information, I guess, from probably engineers that are all, you know, experts in those kind of fields. Yes. You know, being a realtor myself, I know that, you know, when I'm selling houses and they're close to railway tracks, you mm -hmm. know, people are concerned. I'm not just on the safety level. They're concerned about the noise level and, uh, you know, and possibly air we can talk about. But on on noise and vibration, maybe you can give us some insight on, on these uh studies that they have done and they've moved forward and I think it's on an ongoing basis isn't it the study now has concluded uh, we've, right. we've uh, come out with our final uh, report so just to give you a little bit of background as part of the um, environmental assessment for the Georgetown South project uh, part of that requirement was to study uh, the uh, possible increase in noise and vibration so that was a stipulation in the environmental assessment and for this uh, project to move forward that that would have to be considered once the project uh, was had started, we did a uh, uh, intensive noise and vibration study to assess uh, what the noise levels would be in 2015 when the um, Union Pearson Express service would start and when uh, more GO service would be on, operating on that line. Um, and then we also assessed the noise and vibration um, impacts if we were to further increase GO service, which would uh, translate into all-day 2H service like you see on the Lakeshore GO lines uh, mm -hmm. today. After those assessments were done, uh, we reached out to the public, um, let them know what, what our findings were. We've decided, and there's uh, certain spots along the corridor, not the entire corridor, that does require uh, noise mitigation in the form of a noise wall. The Ministry of Environment uh, has a protocol that if uh, sound levels increase by certain de decibels, noise mitigation is required. Okay. So, okay. So, so they have that covered as far as keeping a track of it and making sure that their studies are in place so that they have the right answers as they move forward. Th that's right. Right. Um, now, the next step for our noise wall uh, um, installations, we've formed nine community advisory committees. Uh, we're just in the process of finalizing the membership for those committees, and we really want to engage the public in the neighborhoods that the, these noise walls will be installed in so they can work with our landscape architect to influence the design and look mm -hmm. and feel. So that's something that uh, we're in the process of doing right now, and mm -hmm. we should be starting that process. Our first meeting with our community advisory committees should be in uh, March, April. You know, we'll have a series of meetings, and there'll be options presented, and then, you know, it's, it's more, this is the whole community aspect. Uh, oh, well, yeah, people it. have to get involved. You of know, course. years ago, I was involved with a group called MISCAN, okay. Mississauga Citizens Against Noise, mm -hmm. and we were instrumental in uh, putting up the noise barriers along the highways. Yes. And, you know, at the beginning, it was like, well, why would you need those there? And they started doing them on the south side, but then they realized the bounce of where the noise goes, mm -hmm. and then they decide to erect them on the north side, and, yeah. of course, it extended down the corridors along the QEW and yep. before you knew it the 401 got them and uh, so many of the other highways around I know that uh, the Allen Road Parkway there mm -hmm. Spadina yep. they have it as well so. that's right yep. yeah so it's under the same kind of along the same lines Th that's right I mean uh, you know the whole premise of community relations mm -hmm. in all these projects is to you know really have the community engaged and uh, have a say in, in what their neighborhood uh, will look like so do you think that you know about I guess it was about a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. There was a there's a group of people that are the coalition yes. electrification mm -hmm. and very concerned about the fact that they're moving forward with diesel trains as opposed to moving into elect, uh, electric trains. Yes, and a lot of their um, comments came and revolved around the noise and the vibration and, and of course air quality. 
But it's hard because I think it's a budget issue. I mean, we have a huge budget issue to go between diesel and electric trains. Well, I'm, I'm glad to say that the uh, environmental assessment f- uh, to electrify the um, Union Pearson Express and then the uh, Kitchener Corridor, which is the Georgetown South project, um, is underway. That is the first step in, in any major infrastructure uh, improvements and environmental assessment is required. Mm-hmm. So, so that's now underway. The, the process is moving as far as uh, budget and timelines. Um, I can't comment on that right now because right. You know, we are in the, in the midst of the um, EA process. So so just for the listeners, and it may not be your area, so I'm not trying to put you into sure. an awkward spot, but uh, air quality monitoring, mm-hmm. I know that they have to do that uh, in the same regard, I mean, under the Ministry of Environment on a quarterly and annual basis. So uh, MOE, which is short form, they do a review and they recommend three years of monitoring. Mm-hmm. So I think that, uh, you know, with their air quality monitoring and showing levels of air emission and uh, making sure that they are lower than what is recognized and below the World Health Organization levels. Yes. So, you know, I mean, environment, especially now, everybody is more, you know, conscientious of our environment. They're more conscientious of of, of energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're... I, th- I think that mentality-wise, the general public is really moving in the right direction because these are concerns. They can't walk away from these concerns. They're staring us in the face. Uh, you're right. And, and I mean, we're not walking away from, from those concerns and we acknowledge right. those concerns. And that's why we're taking steps of monitoring the air quality. The results of uh, the first initial results of our monitoring um, have been published. And for your listeners, they can go online to the uh, Go Transit GTS uh, Georgetown South Project website and, and find those results. But uh, you're right. It, it is something that that, uh, needs to be looked at, and, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, and not just Metrolinx and Go Transit, though. I mean, the general public needs to. Yes, yes. You know, so right. they need to create awareness for themselves. Yes. You yes. know, it's funny because with a radio show, we try to get the word out. You know, we try to create information, awareness, uh, bring yourself in as a guest, mm-hmm. let the public know what's going on out there. That's right. And, you know, at the press of the button, they can actually also take the initiative and, and take a look at the Big Move project, uh, go online with their uh, the Go Transit and Metrolinx. Th- that's Right. Uh, the Big Move actually has a dedicated website. Right. It's uh, bigmove.ca. There you and, go. You heard uh, it. Bigmove.ca. We're making sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally uh, encourage yes. your, your listeners to take a peek at the website. There's actually an interactive tool on there where they can, um, you know, say, okay, I'm going to increase gas tax and put 5% to transit. And what does that mean as far as what projects can we get built with that? Or if there's an additional sales tax, how much transit do we get out of that? So it's very interactive and, and they can really see for themselves what the impact is to their to their checkbook. Oh, they had the graphs and scales yep. and they had, I mean, the way they have it, it's not, it's not, you know, it's funny. It's not your typical corporate kind of a website. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's extremely user-friendly, yep. very user-friendly. Yep. And, and, and yes. we, we just recently wrapped up uh, roundtable discussions in uh, 12 different areas around the GTHA. Very engaged folks came out to those meetings and it's really just to get the conversation started and let people know this is what we need to do. Here's the problem. Here's the solution. But here's what we need to do to get to that uh, to that solution. And there's a series of other public engagements that are planned 
Um, and this is just the start of, of that conversation. Well, you know, the, the timing. I mean, the, the timing of the Union Pearson Express is perfect. Mm-hmm. The Pan Am Games. Yes. Yep. Pan Am Games. I mean, you know, without it, how could we possibly have been able to bring the Pan Am Games mm-hmm. into Toronto? And, I mean, of course, they're going to be uh, also featuring a lot of athletes in Mississauga and surrounding areas That's because right. of venues that are required and so on. How could you possibly have that? How could we bring a venue like that if we did not have a Union Pearson Express? I don't think we could. Um, I mean, I don't know about the specifics of, of, of if that was, you know, a requirement for the Pan Am Games to, to be brought here. I think it was a here. vision. I, I'm pretty uh, sure, I'm it, sure was it was a vision. Yeah. I know at the time, uh, MPP uh, Charles Souza was mm-hmm. involved. Now he's Minister of Finance. Right. And, you know, he was the minister involved with Pan Am Games. So, there, you know, which is great to see that there obviously was a, a huge vision there to recognize that if we're going to bring that kind of venue in, we're mm-hmm. going to have to take a look at that uh, front and foremost. You're right, and not just for, for the Pan Am Games, but forever after you know, oh, of course, the Pan Am yeah. Games are, are Well, are getting into with. the hub of our business world is, uh, you know, two spots, really. Yep. I mean, here in Mississauga, we have our business entity, and we have, uh, you know, a lot of commercial and industrial and, and so on. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in the downtown core of Toronto, we have uh, high-density business offices That's and so right. on. So, yeah. you know. Yep. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's something, I think, that was required for, for our city and, and for the region, and, uh, you know, it's great it'll be there for the pan am games but just moving forward we'll have this link that uh, most major centers around the world have and uh, will be on par we'll, it's we'll exciting it is exciting <laughs> it is exciting it's exciting so how do you find every day when you go to work and you hear something new going on i guess it's uh, you've got to be always right on top of everything well that's one of the reasons i, I, I really enjoy <laughs> the work it's it's not a um uh, a typical day, uh, things change, and just conversing with community members, with stakeholders, you know, that's something me and my staff really enjoy, and uh, it's the whole premise of community relations. Uh, you know, we, we want to be out there, we want to be transparent and engage the community and in what we're doing, because in the end, it impacts them, and uh, oh, they it, have it, to. it impacts everyone. So, uh, you know, we, we want that conversation to be there in that uh, two-way. I, ha- I have to say, we're going to have to take some tips from you, because right now, the mm-hmm. Condo Owners Association, what we're trying to do Mm -hmm. is we're trying to engage condo owners in the entire process of the Condo Act review. Interesting enough, you know, they're they're understanding it, but they're not. It's it's quite complicated because, you know, where you have a a series of trains that people can visually look at and say, okay, those are trains. They are going here and they're going to bring me there. So people can figure that out Mm -hmm. because it's in their face pretty much. The Condo Act is not. It's a written document. And it's um, it's just there. Yes. So unless you take the time to actually read it and understand it, you may not even know that it exists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So That's it's right. a completely different light. So yeah. we have a lot harder work here on the awareness platform. Yes. <laughs> we might have to start taking courses from Metrolink. <laughs> I think. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we could work together. That well, there sure. you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> We're listening to uh, Mandeep Jassel of Metrolinks and the Georgetown South project of GoTrain. So uh, you are listening as well to Linda. Pinizzato of the Condo Expert on the Hayes FM. We'll be right back. Hello there. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato of the Condo Expert on the Hayes FM. You know, today we're going to be talking about Go Transit and Metro Links. Did you know 1967 evolved from single Go trains along Lake Ontario? That was Go Transit and more than a billion riders to date in Go Train, Go Bus. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? When you look at the numbers, I mean, we've had tremendous population growth, but wow, more than a billion riders. 
Today we're going to be speaking with Mandeep Jazel, and he is the team lead at the Strong Community Office uh, for the Georgetown South Project. I don't know if you know, but Go Transit actually is a division of Metrolinx, and you've seen Metrolinx all over the news right now because they need some money. And we're going to get into all of these topics and certainly in and around this strong community. So, Mandeep, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here today. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for uh, having me here. Oh, you're welcome. You know, it's uh, it's great because everybody wants to know. I mean, they take a look at things in the press, but they want a little, little bit more about uh, Metrolink. So, you tell us, who is Metrolink? What is the connection with Go Transit? Sure. Metrolinks is the province of Ontario's regional transportation agency for the greater Toronto and Hamilton area, so for short the GTHA. Go Transit, as you mentioned, is an operating division of Metrolinks, and Go Transit links the region using bus and train services. We carry more than 57 million passengers in a year, and our network spans over 10,000 square kilometers. That's amazing. So you figure, I mean, with that kind of productivity and really good proper transit it will take a lot of assistance helping out the economic disruption from congestion i mean i can't believe it you know today i was on my way down here i mm-hmm. was downtown toronto mm-hmm. couldn't believe i got stuck on on of course the gardener or yep. qe gardener and then i ended up down in lakeshore then i had to get over to the don valley and I will tell you that if I was listening to radio shows, I'd be probably hearing about three of them. <laughs> no, <laughs> it took that long. It was, it was insane. You're right. Uh, congestion is an issue in, in the greater Toronto-Hamilton area, and Metrolinx had opted uh, the big move, which was released in 2008. It's a bold 25-year plan to implement a common vision for transportation in the grotto, greater Toronto and Hamilton area. So one of the largest fast and fastest-growing urban regions in North America is the GTHA, and we were facing a gridlock problem. And the solution is the big move. So the big move, it's an integrated plan that takes a regional view and includes all modes of transportation, including rapid transit, cycling, and alternative modes of transportation, not necessarily the car, to get people moving and to decrease commute times and spend more time with family, friends, and doing other things other than commuting. Oh, exactly. And, you know, I heard that it will actually support over 800,000 new jobs in the greater Toronto-Hamilton region. You know, I was going on the website. (laughs) All of you listeners out there, you honestly, seriously do have to go on the Go Transit Metrolinks website and get into the big move. I mean, the kind of information they're giving on that is amazing. That's right. Right now, we're in the midst of uh, the big conversation. We need to get people engaged in the plan because the people are part of the plan. As you mentioned off the top, uh, funding is a big requirement. Large infrastructure projects that we're embarking on require funding. And we're looking at options on how to get that funding so we can put shovels in the ground and get moving on building transit. Exactly. Well, you know, condo owners, I mean, the cost of effectiveness for condo owners alone, I mean, over here in the Strand, the Strong Community Office, you're right in the heart of condominiums. Yeah, you're right. We look out our community office and go for a short walk, and there's uh, condos being built every corner you look. And Strong Community Office is right in the midst of Liberty Village, which is a really, really well-known condominium development and a city within a city itself. Mm-hmm. And what the Strong Community Office is part of the Georgetown South Project. So the Georgetown mm-hmm. South Project is one of the key elements of the big move. So shovels are in the ground. They have been since uh, 2010. And what the Georgetown South Project will provide is infrastructure for the new Union Pearson Express. It's an innovative 
train service that will connect two of the busiest hubs in Toronto, being Union Station. I and hear it's completed in 2015. That's correct. I'm right. That's correct. Right. 2015. We'll have 25-minute service between Pearson Airport and Union Station at every 15 minutes. And can you imagine? I mean, doesn't that make a big difference for people? And cost. I mean, cost-effectiveness. I know that if you had to take a cab... Now, actually, thinking about that, how is that going to affect the, the uh, taxi and the uh, limousine industry? Because I know if you took a te- cab from the airport to go down to Union Station, you've got to be looking at what? $50, $60? It has to be. Typically, I think they run uh, with flat rates. So, yeah, right. that's probably a good ballpark. As far as cost is concerned, we're still working on our costing strategy. We're still mm-hmm. a couple of years out. Uh, economies of scale may change. So we're still working on as far as what the cost will be. But the service will definitely be something that is unique to Torontonians and to visitors to the city. It'll be quicker. The uh, premise of the Up Express is to be innovative Mm -hmm. and to have services like um, checking in on the train or at the um, stations. So it will be something that I think the city uh, really needs. Oh, 100%. Well, you know, Europe. I mean, Europe is so far ahead. They really seriously are. We were in Paris. I was all gorgeous. Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous city. And we were in Paris, and I couldn't believe the underground connections of rail that they have going on. I was just absolutely enamored by it. Well, out of the major 25 financial hubs around the world, Toronto is the only one that doesn't have a direct link between their downtown and airport. So I'm glad to see that uh, Metrolinx is leading the the change to bring about a service like uh, the Union Pearson Express. So um, on a world stage, we're on par, and just locally, the benefits that come from the construction, as you mentioned, jobs, and just operation. When the operation is actually unfolded, there'll be jobs from there as well. So really looking forward for it to be launched. Oh, absolutely. You know, the Union Pearson, I don't know, we got to put Mississauga in there somewhere. You know, the Toronto International Airport Mm -hmm. is in Mississauga. So shout out kudos to Mississauga because we have a world-renowned airport. Yes. Yes, and I understand that the uh, mayor is trying to push to see if we can get a sign that says, Welcome to Mississauga, Mm -hmm. when the um, athletes come in for the Pan Am, and I guess out-of-country guests and so on, and visitors and tourists and tourism and so on coming into Mississauga, they're going to see, Welcome to the Mississauga. So people know about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. i got to do the kudos. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) You are listening to Linda Pinizzato at the Condo Expert on the Hayes FM. We'll be right back. Coming out to surface all the time. Well, we're looking at uh, other jurisdictions for a lot of things like, uh-huh. like the investment strategy and funding and so forth. But as far as uh, uniquely to this area, uh, one uh, one aspect that we're uh, focused on is achieving um, all all day two way service on all of our corridors. So on the Lakeshore line right now, you have a tw- a continuous throughout the day service right. in either direction. And any of the other corridors is just uh, into Toronto during the rush hour. And then in the afternoon uh, rush hour, out uh, going out to the suburbs. So our our uh, hope is to uh, our first one of our first goals is to achieve all way to way service on all of our corridors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know Chicago has like down in the states. I know Chicago has an amazing uh, rail service. Mm-hmm. I think in Europe, I've mentioned Paris, but uh, the other ones that would be in and around the, the world. There would be a number of those as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, those are actually really good templates to take a look at because I read the book a long time ago called The Present. I Uh love this book. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Because what it talks about is it talks about the past. Mm -hmm. You learn from the past, you bring it into the present. 
And what you do is then you think about your future mm-hmm. so that you have a step forward to know what to bring forward as you, uh, I guess, expand, whether it's your knowledge, whether it's your business, whether it's uh, new initiatives that are out there, whatever it is. In other words, basically, I think in short form, mm-hmm. keep an open mind. Yes, yes. No, that's a good way to sum it up. Uh, keep an open mind and uh, there's work to be done. And uh, honestly, that work's not going to happen for free. You know, we need to build the transit, and we want to work with uh, with our municipalities, with the different regions, the residents of different uh, municipalities to, to make this uh, solution come to fruition. Exactly. Well, yeah. we've been talking today to uh, Mandeep Jassel, and he is with the Georgetown South Project of Go Transit, which is a division of Metrolinx. Mm-hmm. You know, Mandeep, could you mention again uh, sure. the website so that the audience can uh, step right in there and get more knowledge on the Big Move? Sure. The uh, Big Move website is uh, bigmove.ca, B-I-G-M-O-V-E.ca. So you can find a wealth of uh, information on our plans and what the Big Move means for um, specific people in specific regions. Then there's also the Metrolinx website, which gives you uh, an overview of uh, what Metrolinx is all about, and that's um, Metrolinx, spelled M-E-T-R-O-L-I-N-X, dot com. And then the operating division, Go Transit, of course, has their website where you can get service information, just information on Go Transit, and that's uh, gotransit.com, G-O-T-R-A-N-S-I-T. Perfect. Well, you've heard it here on The Condo Expert at the Hayes FM. I'd like to thank all the listeners for tuning in here at the station. It's been really interesting today. Appreciate all your uh, wonderful, informative information there, Mandeep. I also want to remind uh, all the listeners, please tell your friends, family, co-workers, business associates to tune in. My show's on 7 p.m. on Wednesdays and Fridays. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for having me, Linda.